Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We are passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We would love to chat with you online or on social media. Visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery, and mental health professionals tell us that anxiety levels in the United States, and I imagine globally as well, have dramatically increased. And there's numerous reasons for this, and many we've addressed in past episodes, but many experts suggest our fears have been triggered by an increased realization of our mortality. Over the past year and a half, we've been bombarded with a lot of death, our risk of death, the risk our loved ones face, potential death of careers, of ways of life, and most of us are more aware of our lack of control than ever. And on the tales of such chaos, and maybe even some of you are still surrounded by a lot of turmoil now, we can feel really powerless to protect ourselves and those we love. And the truth is we we are powerless, but that doesn't mean we or our loved ones are defenseless. We belong to Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of hosts, of or my favorite, of Heaven's Armies. Well, today I brought writer and speaker Grace Fox. Hi, Grace. Thank you for joining us again. Hi, Jennifer. It's a joy to be here. So she's the author of the recently released Finding Hope in Crisis, Devotions for Calm in Chaos. And so you'll want to definitely pick up that book. And she's here to speak to us on one of her favorite topics, God's Heart and Power for Us, revealed in His various names recorded in Scripture. Now, you may remember, Grace, from episode six titled Moving Past the Fear of Insignificance. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to do so. Grace is a career global worker and the author of 10 books, including Moving from Fear to Freedom, A Woman's Guide to Peace in Every Situation. And so we're absolutely going to have to have her back on so she can talk about that. I'm sure that's a great resource. She's also a member of the First Five Bible Study writing team for Proverbs 31 Ministries and a regular contributor to Guideposts Annual Devotion mornings with Jesus. You can subscribe to her weekly devotional blog and monthly update on her website. So that's gracefox.com. That'll be in our show notes. And as a career global worker, Grace and her husband, they co-direct International Messengers Canada, which is a sending agency with 230 missionaries in 29 countries. She leads short-term mission trips to mission teams, excuse me, to Eastern Europe annually. She trains nationals for career ministry in the Middle East, and she provides missionary care. All that to say, she knows and can understand the fears that the vulnerability we all face can create. And she's also learned, though, how to combat the fears with truth. So Grace, when have you most needed to remember that you belonged to Jehovah Sabaoth? I have found that it's in relationship to the the fear for my kids' well-being. I can think of an example from when my kids were small. So I have three children and they were all under school age when my husband at that time had a job that that required him to travel overseas frequently. He'd be gone for a week at a time. So we were robbed when our kids were small and that happened during the daytime when nobody was home. But that experience made me afraid that 
some robber, whoever that guy was, who was never caught, would come back at some point when my husband was out of town and that it would happen at night. So we lived in a mobile home at the time and our bedroom was at one end of the the mobile home. Our kids' bedrooms were at the other end and there was a front door and a back door between, uh, between our bedrooms. So my thought was always, well, if this person comes in at night, how am I going to get to my kids' rooms to get them out, to get them safe? How am I going to be able to protect them? And I began to get so tied up in knots over that, that I left the nightlight on, on the the nightstand beside my bed. But I I kept thinking, if this person comes back, then having the light on is going to help me be able to see his face so that I can identify him in the lineup. That's how far my thoughts took me down that path. And uh, problem was, I couldn't sleep properly with the light on. So I would wake up in the morning and be grouchy, crabby. I was not a nice mama to be with during those days. I was so tired. So at one point, I recall being frustrated with this. I didn't want to be short-tempered with my children, but I was so exhausted. It was just about impossible to, to be kind anymore. I knew things had to change. So one night in desperation, I prayed, God, just got to help me with this. Help me get over this. And he brought Psalm 127 verse 1 to my mind. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. I remember thinking that is incredible. That speaks right to where I'm at, that I can stay awake all night with the light on, hoping that I'll be able to identify this crook should he break in, or I can trust the Lord with my family's well-being and go to sleep. So I chose the latter. I just intentionally prayed, God, pull Post your angels at every corner of my home and at the doors as well. I can't stay awake anymore. It's useless for me to do this. So I I need to go to sleep. You take care of us. I turned off the light that night and had a good night's rest for the first time in a long time while my husband was away. And that particular fear has never come back. So I've traveled a lot since then. I've stayed in a lot of hotels all by myself and um, slept in a lot of different beds in many parts of the world, but I have never struggled with that fear again. So I that's when my kids were small and uh, I have struggled with fear again, even as they are adults now and I'm a grandmother to 11 now, but I know where to go when, when that fear comes back. I know how to not let it take hold. But what I've found too is that fear is a big deal for so many people. And it it is, especially for the fear for our kids in this day and age in which we live, but it goes beyond that. It's just, it's not just our kids, it's for our loved ones in general. I really appreciate what you had to say in your opening comments about how we realize now that we, we don't have control over our circumstances. We realize that more than ever. And so what do we do with that fear when it starts to grow in us and wants to take root? I love how you mentioned that you chose to trust in God, that you chose to say, okay, I'm not going to focus on my fear. I'm going to intentionally focus on truth. And the historical accounts recorded within scripture can provide such powerful weapons against our fears. And one of my favorites, especially when discussing the fear of being defenseless or feeling like we're defenseless, it comes from David's battle against Goliath. So a little bit of background. During this time period in Israel's history, Saul was the new king and they were experiencing pretty significant oppression from the Philistines.
Philistines, a, a powerful enemy. And in fact, the Philistines, they, they raided the people and they took control of all of their weaponry. And as 1 Samuel 13 verse 19 says, not a blacksmith could be found in the whole land of Israel, which meant they couldn't make swords, they couldn't make spears. So they were at a significant disadvantage from a human perspective, completely defenseless. And they were so afraid, so oppressed, they hid in caves, they hid among rocks, and some even crossed over the Jordan into neighboring lands. And after God brought a miraculous victory, almost ironically through Saul's son, their enemy, the Philistines, they gathered their forces to attack through their champion, which was a common military practice back then. And this went on, I mean, it was a massive champion, and this went on for 40 days. So yeah, 40 days. And during that 40-day period of time, Goliath would strut out towards the Israelites and he would taunt them. And the Israelites responded with terror. Like They turned around and ran. So 40 days, twice a day, they ran away from this giant. And then onto the scene came David, the teenage shepherd boy. So when he saw what was happening, he said, wait a minute, who is this guy who is defying the armies of the living God? It's like he was saying, they have no right doing that. Why are you letting them do this? He said, let me go out. At him. I will take him out. He didn't get a lot of encouragement from his brothers or from King Saul. King Saul just focused on David's inadequacy. So he insisted that David wear his armor before he go out there to fight. David complied at first. He put on the armor, took up the weaponry, but then he said, wait a minute, I'm not used to these things. I haven't used these things before. He took them off and instead went out to get the five smooth stones. So off he went into battle with five smooth stones, a shepherd's staff, and a sling. And I love of what he said in so the the Philistine champion he kind of taunted David a bit and then David said in verse 45 so this is first Samuel 17 verse 45 to 48 David said to the Philistine you come against me with sword and spear and javelin but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty which is Jehovah Sabaoth the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head this very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. And long story short, David, well, God through David defeated Goliath through a single stone. I love this story. It truly is one of my favorite Bible stories. I love his question in 1 Samuel 7. 1926 when he says, who is this pagan Philistine anyway? Like David identified Goliath for who he really was. He was an enemy of God and God's people. And I look at that and I think, well, you know, we do well to ask ourselves the same question when we face personal giants that are paralyzing us with fear. So when we're talking about the fear for our loved one's well-being, we can say, well, where is this fear coming from? What's the source of this? And who is this foe seeking to destroy us anyway? How are we giving it permission to paralyze us. Sometimes I think it's that we forget who it is that we belong to. We forget that our identity is in belonging to the God.
God of the heavenly hosts. Amen. And I, I love what David Guzik from the Enduring Word, he said, Goliath was able to defeat the Israelites through fear alone. And then in saying like, who is this who defies the armies of the living God? David reminded the soldiers of their identity. He seemed really large, but but like you said, he was nothing compared to God, their commander in chief, the commander in chief of all the forces in all of the universe. And that's who we serve. That's where we find our hope is in God, our commander in chief. And so when we struggle with that fear for our loved one's well-being, we have to say, this is not a battle that I have to fight. He is more than able to care for them. I mean, we're the ones that go to sleep at night. We're the ones that can't even be with them at all times. But God, our commander in chief, the the living God of, of heaven's armies is the one who is with them and the one who never slumbers or sleep. And who can we trust more, ourselves or God, with our loved one's well-being? Amen. And I'm reminded too, in the New Testament, where Paul said in Romans 8, 31, he said, if God is for us, who can be against us? And I think we need to sometimes just really line up our fear against God and like, who is he? And and really remind ourselves point by point of his power, of, of his promises, of everything he's done in the past. And that's where that choice comes in, right, Grace? Where we're like, okay, I'm going to choose what I turn my thoughts to. Like we might not be able to avoid that that fear. We might not be able to avoid that first thought, but we do have control whether we feed it or whether we distract ourselves from it and focus on truth. And that's not easy to do. Was it easy for you when you when you made that choice? It's something that I have to continually come back to. It is an intentional choice. And fear is a natural response when certain circumstances arise, but it is. It's what we do with that fear uh, that matters. Because if we allow it to dwell, it will take root. But if we cut it off, at the root before it has a chance to grow, then that's what matters. And the only way we can do that is by, it, it, it's almost like putting our hand up and saying, stop. I always think of uh, when I was a little girl in, in sixth grade, I was a crossing guard for the school. And I would be able to go out there with my little red stop sign and my little um, orange vest on, you know, so cars could see me easily. And what a powerful person I felt like when I could hold that little stop sign up to a car and it would stop for me so I could let the kids go behind me. And that's, that's the power. We've got greater power than that. My goodness, the power of the risen Christ is at work within us, right? It's not just a little red stop sign we hold up, but when those fearful start, thoughts start coming and galloping, you know, gaining speed, and gaining strength to hold that up and say, not going there. Here's the truth instead. That's the power that we have. Absolutely. And then we would encourage you to read that entire passage of 1 Samuel chapter 17 and and just really dig into how it can encourage you and, and the truths that God is revealing about himself, about his nature and his power. And now we just want to invite you to pray with us, praying to Jehovah Sabaoth. Jehovah Sabaoth, our God, the God of heaven's armies, the heavenly host. We thank you that you have all power, all might, all glory. And we thank you that though you're all powerful and, and you command all of the forces Lord, in in the universe. Nothing is too big for you. Nothing is beyond you. And yet you're still right here with us. You, you speak to us just like you did to grace in the middle of our fear. You speak to us and you give us those truths. So help us just to hold tight to those truths. Help us to remember who you are. It, it's not through chariots. It's not through swords. It's not through spears that we gain victory, but through your power, O Lord Almighty. In the name of your victorious son, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope to 
today has encouraged you and maybe given you a nugget of truth that you can take with you for whatever you're afraid of. If you haven't already done so, we would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode and make sure to share it with your friends so they can be encouraged as well. We'd be highly encouraged if you would rate it. And we're going to have information about Grace and all of her resources in our show notes. So make sure to check those out. Grace, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.